Uh. So my people's one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening live as we record as we record live. It's 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 live to us. It's live to us. This is across the intersection podcast. The 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 cast of misfits. We're back at it again. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and we got a special guest in the building. Keep us in the house. Dr. B. Soon to be Dr. B's in the house. Soon to be. <laughs> SB Dr. B. I don't know. That's way too many acronyms. But um, as always, you can ingest our wonderful podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play and Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Pretty much, if you turn on a mobile device, you can get this podcast. All right? This podcast is out there. If you are on the Apple platform, please give us all five of those stars. I need to get those stars up off you, please. And a good review. Um, everybody else, please subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe. Um, we're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group, Across the Intersection. Um, and hit us up on Twitter, at Across This. And I am on all platforms at Divinimus. That's D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. And on Twitter, I'm E to the V to the, as usual. So, we got a special guest, um, SB Dr. B. <laughs> SB Dr. B. So, let's give a little bit of background. So, SB Dr. B, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm, I'm a roll with that acronym. Yeah, but don't have them thinking that's how they can find me, so we, we don't have to. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let me stop. Soon to be Dr. B. Yes, let me stop with the SB. They're going to be Google searching SBDD something. Um. Soon to be Dr. B is my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also, whenever y'all see those saucy comments and those saucy <laughs> topics on our Facebook group, <laughs> soon That's to funny. be Dr. B, she's the one that, she's she's been really uh, good about staying on top of our Facebook group. So when you see those saucy uh, articles come up there, soon to be Dr. B is the one that stays on top of that. So we are grateful to have her in here tonight. We're going to chop it up about a lot of good stuff, but talk to the good people soon to be. Um, well, this is Akima. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not soon to be Dr. B, but I appreciate that. I am, I'm really excited to be here. I listen to the podcast, obviously, not just because this is my older brother, but I actually enjoy this information. I am, should I be talking about? Yeah, tell them what you are, who you are, what do you do? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I am a holistic health care um, practitioner, which is probably why I got invited to talk tonight. I have been running my own holistic practice for the last few years. So I'm not quite an accomplished entrepreneur, but I have been one who has taken that passion and the, you know, oh, I'm just doing a little something on the side and I've been able to become people's partner in health and wellness. I have spent the last few years really learning about a lot of what we call complementary alternative medicine, which is a lot of the you know, herbs and oils and food and nutrition to use all these things to teach and educate um, the body truly on how to take care of their natural body. And it's been a blessing and an honor truly for people to entrust me in that fashion. I, um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at there for now. And then, you know, there's much more to be said. See, I have a question. So he keeps on mentioning Dr. B, but my question to you is what are you getting your doctorate in? 
Well, I haven't started a doctorate program. I'm actually currently in a master's degree program. I'm just on a stepping stone to become a doctor. But it's funny because a lot of people call me doctor. And I'm like, oh, I appreciate the sentiment. But I definitely respect those who have already taken the time to achieve those accolades. And I hope to one day truly be doctor. And the B stands for Bachali. That is my last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soon to be Dr. B's in the house. All right, y'all. She's she's acting really modest. But no, she's uh, Kima's amazing um, at, at what she does. I know she schooled me on a lot of stuff. Um, I know the, the saints that's listening right now are like, hold on, did she just say herbs? I know she didn't just say herbs. She said herbs. Lord <laughs> Jesus, Lord Jesus. This girl said herbs and blessing in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready I'm, to I'm, go there. I'm stepping all on your religion, Anna. I'm stepping all on your religion. Well, you know, I like, you know, you mean by holistic, you know, I keep on hearing these tree hugger environmentalists talking about holistic. And is that of the devil? Help me to understand holistic. Absolutely. So you have the difference between holistic and what we call allopathic medicine and holistic medicine. We take the whole person into approach. You know, imagine like if you have a heart condition and you go to a cardiologist, well, if you're having a condition in your heart, more than likely it's going to affect your respiratory system or it's going to affect your, you know, digestive system. Like it's not going to just be, Oh, I have this heart issue in this one area and holistic medicine and holistic health. We're looking at the whole person and we approach healing and restoration from a whole person approach, which can include the intangibles like your emotions and what you're thinking about, because that also plays into what's going on in your physical body. And so the idea behind allopathic medicine, and it's a little unfortunate because it's the primary thing that happens here in the United States is that there is a greater focus put on a symptom of an issue opposed to what could be a root cause. And so a lot of times um, people end up coming to someone who works in holistic medicine or a holistic practitioner because they recognize and realize that they are multifaceted beings, which we are, you know, we're spirit, we're soul and we're body. And they all have to be tended to for us to really have an optimal level of health. So, Well, Akima, there's a sentiment out there, though, that just says, I don't know nothing about that. Just give me Jesus. okay? you know, that's my healer. I don't know about all this. What sort of response would you give to that? Yeah, so it's it, you, you have both because the Lord gave us access to these things on this earth. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm working with a client, there's a word of knowledge and sometimes it's a word of wisdom, you know? And so sometimes, you know, the Lord can intervene. It's, it doesn't really, you're not taking anything away from the Lord because that's not what's in question. It's not, can God do it? Will God do it? Of course the Lord can do it. So now that we understand that that's not even part of the conversation, it's really seeking out the will of the Lord as it relates to a specific, um, specific, uh, situation. And so then it causes and forces us to actually have to hear from God on how to approach something opposed to every situation. I'm just going to plead the blood of Jesus opposed to what is the Lord instructing me to do. And it's something that I have to even do as a practitioner, because there are a lot of people who work in holistic health and holistic nutrition who are not believers. And they Mm -hmm. do believe they put more faith sometimes in the instruments that have been delegated to us than they need to. And so I think I have a unique and a beautiful opportunity to be both one who walks by the spirit and one who is also learning more and more every day how the tools that the Lord has provided for us are meant to, you know, maintain this body while we're here. We know this body's going to waste away. We know we're going back to the dirt. So this is not a question of trying to live here forever. But as I am focusing on good stewardship, I want to be educated in all the ways on how to tend and take care of myself. 
That's amazing stuff because there is um, there's a general principle that you just brought up. You know, um, a lot of times the principle is we should be obedient by using the resources he gave. And uh, one of the things that you see throughout, you know, the scripture is the children of Israel, for example. And he's and God keeps on telling them two things. I'm giving you this land. But then what does he say after that? Now go and possess it, you know. And so when he says, I'm giving you this, and then the same principle is throughout scripture where it's like, I'm giving this to you, but you have to actually take, put one foot in front of the other, use the resources I gave to go and possess. He doesn't just, very few times does he just, he knows us to, well enough to know that it's better that we actually utilize the resources he's given in the process of receiving and possessing whatever his blessing is, whether it's good health or whatever it is. Um, rather than it just appearing before us. Absolutely. Yeah, let me ask, because, um, you know, this is this is the wonderful this is the wonderful uh, nature of being tangential. So let me let, let me ask you a question, Akima. Um as a to Eva's um point, what is the difference or is there a difference I should say, um, for someone who is a believer, doesn't necessarily plan very well in terms of taking care of themselves. Let's just keep it a hundred. There's plenty of folks that if they abuse drugs the way that they abuse food, we'd be calling them a heathen, but they end up abusing food and not drugs. Is there a, is there a, a I don't want to say a right way, but a, a more excellent way to approach these things as opposed to what even just said, where it's just like, I don't do anything for my entire life. And then when things begin to fall apart, Oh Lord Jesus, right? But mm-hmm. I haven't done the things, you know, to possess, right? I I haven't done the things necessary, you know, for life and godliness, so to speak. But now I'm expecting essentially the miraculous, which we know the Lord does. Do, do you find that there should be a balance in there somewhere between expecting the miraculous and doing the practical to be good stewards of what he's given us? It wouldn't even be so much about the miraculous versus you know the stewardship as much as it's like giving that area for the lord to be able to speak i think it's not one that we even seek the lord's wisdom and guidance on and unfortunately what tends to happen the pain illness disease manifest and then we want to involve god and i think that that's unfair that at that point this is when we want to get god involved opposed to when it came time to you know, when nothing's going on, nothing's wrong, then we, and that's with every area of life, you know, we're not in any kind of tragedy, which is why we are thankful for things that happen, you know, when pain and things force us to our knees at times. And so sometimes things have to show themselves present so that it will force us even in an area to seek God. It's like, well, no, I, I know God, I walk with the Lord and I'm seeking him daily. But at what point with our health, if it's not an illness or a disease, have we even allowed his voice to speak in an area? We kind of shut him off until something happens. So I think the balance is that he wants access to every part of our life. And if we do that proactively, it doesn't mean that something isn't going to happen because one of the conversations, and especially with clients that I work with who are believers, we can have that conversation. And sometimes something's going to happen. You've drank all the green juice. It's actually a funny meme running around or meme. However you say that meme, meme, you know, y'all can let me know. But that is talking about like you can drink all the green juice or you could, you know, do all the pushups. But if you don't work out the stuff in your life, it doesn't matter. And it's like, yeah. And I would even add on to that, especially for those who know the Lord and walk with the spirit of God, that 
Sometimes something is still going to happen even after you've been a good steward. But if I can seek God and know that he's utilizing a situation to mature me, then I also want to walk through this because either he's going to come and heal it or he's going to walk me through it as with anything else that we go through in this lifetime. But um, yeah, I, I just think that it's an area in which we have not given the voice of the Lord an opportunity to speak. And then sometimes, you know, it has to get rough in order for us to be like, oh, well, God, what should I do? So and I'm like, hey, we embrace that, too. <laughs> we also no, need to determine what walking by the spirit means, because sometimes people will say, well, I'm walking with the Lord. Or I'm walking by the spirit, you know, or I'm, you know, responding to the gospel. But obedience isn't there. You know, sometimes it's it's made to seem like there's a um, it's, it's like a a situation where you get a feeling like the Holy Spirit came or goosebumps rose up or, you know, something that's more mystical when the scripture speaks clearly about certain commandments and certain things that we can do to be obedient. Like there's certain things that the scripture is very practical about concerning the way that we should treat the bodies and all the resources that God gave us. So sometimes it's just interesting how sometimes we could be so, you know, so-called spiritual kind of kind of uh, going according to what our emotions have given us and told us and how we feel when we've read a certain verse instead of saying, oh, God gave me a practical commandment here. Let me follow it. Yeah. Let me ask a question. Um, so as and I've heard this a couple different times and a swizzle is not with us tonight, but I, I did have a question, you know, something that I know he and I have chopped it up about several different times. Um as it pertains to the differences between holistic healthcare and just, I don't know, mainline It's called allopathic. Allopathic, mm -hmm. okay. It's a couple of $10 words, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been listening. I'm just before. saying, I went to school, so yeah, they made yeah. me learn that stuff. <laughs> you, we, we're, 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 all, we're all about $10 words tonight. Um, and I've, I've heard several from several different people I know personally who've, who've said a lot of the medical standards and a, a lot of the different things medically that are, you know, whether it's the American Medical Association or any American Heart Association, they have these particular standards. And but most of them are built around the European mm -hmm. and very few of them are built around people who are not European. And so a lot of times things will get misdiagnosed because obviously the African body. Right. Or the I don't know, the Asian body is is not like the European body, genetically speaking. You know, this is not anything spiritual. Of course, you know, mm -hmm. in, in, in our spirits, we're, we're genderless and God sees us as his own. But I'm talking about, you know, specifically to, to our genetics and it comes to diagnosing things on a medical perspective is do you see, you know, holistic health care as a way to sort of mitigate some of that? Because it's, it, it can be tailored to a particular people group or, you know, when you say some of them things come from other countries and stuff like that. I'm just wondering. Yeah. And I, you're kind of leading into the answer that I would give. My answer is yes. And it's not that allopathic medicine. And I just want to say I am not a medical doctor. I just want to make sure because I'm definitely not trying to take any credit or take anything away from them. But I think because that difference exists and those are historical things, you know, when they were just concerned with a particular people group advancing and excelling, you're not going to be looking at the needs. And some of those genetics are like the food that has been offered to people from generation to generation, the sort of kind of backbreaking things that people have had to do in terms of it, be it slavery or even just some of the um, 
work that people have had to put their hands to. And so chronically like, oh, why does this people group always have, you know, high blood pressure and diabetes? Why does this people group always have, you know, back pain? Why are folks who live in these food deserts always the ones who have these, you know, dealing with obesity? And it's like all those things definitely play into it. What I love about holistic health and why I went and studied it and continue to study it is that the a lot of these things, they are pulled from other cultures, including African cultures. So, you know, we study a lot of like African cultures, a lot of Indian cultures, a lot of East Asian as well. And they pull in things that benefit people groups outside of a European centered or dominated uh, environment. And then that way we can kind of get past some of those barriers. Now, a lot of that isn't already accepted here in the United States because there's still a lot of you know, verification and studies and they want to prove that. But I think that as we begin to lean more towards that, then we're going to see that more as a gateway that it will cover everyone, not just, um, <laughs> I'm sorry to be laughing. And for you all who can't see Eva's over here yawning. And so it just kind of I'm made like, me uh, it was, I know there was, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm such a nerd. I know because she's probably tired. <laughs> Y'all like, got to have a little bit of grace with us. You know, we we <laughs> shifted the times that we record. And, you know, our our, our listeners are, are dedicated. Yawn so. does not mean I'm, I'm sleepy. It's, it's okay. Hey, listen, I had my cup of coffee about five, ten minutes before we started. Listen, we used to record on in the mornings, folks. And now we record at nights. And so, you know, we just you you got to take it easy on us sometimes. Some, sometimes at night, you know, the voice sounds a little grisly. I'll be on my Grizzly Adams. You know, we might might get a yawn in here or there. So it's all good. And then I'm on my nerd tip over here. So it just made me chuckle. I'm sorry. Good thing is you can't see us. You know, this is the difference. You know, we this is the tangential podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The difference is, and this is what I've noticed, because we, we record in the evenings now, everybody's still dressed all professional from work. <laughs> we all still got the, you know, Saturday mornings we was coming in like, yeah, what's up, young? Let's get it in. Right now, but now it's like we all got this, you know, schooly D's on. But everybody's like, "Yeah, man, how oh, much longer this gonna be?" Oh boy. So anyway, <laughs> holistic, holision. I just made up a word there. All right, so here's here's a here's a question to to, to help out all the folks that heard you talk about herbs and blessings earlier. <laughs> um, there's a scripture in um, Ezekiel that we were talking about in a pre-pro that has to speak to that speaks to the 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 fact that there are herbs that can provide healing and i can actually think of another scripture in the new testament where paul tells timothy to have some um a certain type of wine to to help with his stomach to help with his stomach ailment um what do you what are your thoughts because again this for me this goes to the possessing of a thing how we as as believers have turned away from so many things that are actually natural um, just in general, mm-hmm. you know, when, and I'm not going to say all of believers, but particularly those of us in the Western context, yep. because we're conditioned to think institutional in everything, whether it's education, whether it's our own religion, and even in healthcare, we we think institutional first. What do you what do you say to those people that automatically would turn away from something like this because it it looks too tribalistic or you know what I'm saying or too mystical or you know what I mean yeah look yeah exactly this look like the devil like you know Bobby Boucher's mama right this holistic medicine is the devil Bobby (laughs) mama say it's the devil (laughs) what what do you say to 
to that because I, I mean because listen let's just keep it 100 mm-hmm. I guarantee you the person there's somebody who might have been listening and said well, did they just say herbs it was a blessing like what, what who is this person is he just bringing her on because it's his sister and he does, what do you say to that person I mean, I wish that person would come see me. A lot of times, they they <laughs> avoid for, me for for good reasons, y'all. She ain't throwing <laughs> up them hands. She's like, I wish they would come see these. Oh hands. yeah, no, 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 no. Because it, it, it's not really, it's not really a fight. It's not a point of contention because they're. You know, there would be science to kind of back that up. And we believe science in other ways. Again, we already discussed here in the voice of the Lord. You know, to that person, I would go back to what um, Eva shared and then I would couple that and we think about in Genesis you know where the Lord placed Adam and Eve he placed them inside of a garden and although there were things that needed to transpire in that space and you know one thing I was tell people is like the point of the scriptures was not to talk about plants and herbs and oils and these things so it was like when you breeze through sometimes and we're not studying, we will yeah. miss what the Lord's full intent of a matter is. I would take them like, where did the Lord place them with having all of their needs met? Everything that they needed to have was placed in that garden, every plant, everything that they needed. And so now because people have gotten their hands on what the Lord's created and they've mystified it and they've made it into a tribal thing. Cause don't get me wrong. There are instances where you have to step back and you have to watch because people do mystify these things and they begin to worship the, what's been created opposed to the one who created it. And so I do think that it is good to be leery and to be mindful. If you find yourself going there, I remember I went through some of my trainings and I have all kinds of yoga, yoga certifications. I have certifications in holistic nutrition and holistic healthcare. And there have been times where I've had to, you know, stop and I have to like pray and I have to watch because there are people in those spaces that are on that tip and they, you know, they're not thinking about God. They're just thinking about, you know, levitating and just being a good person and just, you know, living here forever. Like we want to be here forever. And so I think it's good to be cautious. So don't get me wrong. I think that there's something good and just like, oh, but at least seek understanding. Don't just shut it down. Just I'm not going to study. I'm not going to inquire. I'm not going to have a conversation with one who may have already studied this to kind of get understanding. I'm like, no, give it an opportunity. Have the conversation is what I would tell them. And I would love to, again, being one who is, you know, you, you're you dabbling on both lines in that. Yeah, I go into these environments with those who don't know the Lord. And, you know, sometimes you are outnumbered and then I'm around believers. And I don't want to be shut down for what I've studied because I do feel like the Lord has given us these plants and the things that are here on this earth to sustain us in so many ways, you know. And, I've, and I'm watching people's bodies be healed. And this isn't anything demonic that's happening when I'm watching things happen. And it's not to take away from things like laying on of hands and speaking a word and things happening again, when we are led by the Lord, we don't limit this one route that he's going to take. You know, there are multiple ways in which he may approach the thing. So just kind of take a step back and be open to that conversation. Nice. It's amazing to me the way that adversaries, adversarial institutions, adversarial uh, uh, um, um, situations and the way that this world works flips the script, right? Because when you look at Genesis 1 through 3, as you had been saying earlier, Akima, mm-hmm. um, this Bible is holistic, right? But then now we're at the place where people, where, where those who, for whatever their reasons are, um, will come in and make anything natural or environmentally conscious or anything having to do with human beings caring for this earth, making that to be more um, something that non-believers uh, should be attracted to. Mm-hmm. 
instead of looking at what scripture says, where God even put us here, among other reasons, to care for this earth. So if anything, those who are attracted to holistic health or to um, environmentalism, things like that, should be the believers. But for some reason, um, it's been turned around. And so there's just a couple of things I wanted to point out in that vein. When you look at uh, Genesis 1, and the part of the reason why I find it so difficult for me to get out of Genesis is because... <laughs> All the answers are there. <laughs> oh, yes. Everything is there. And yeah, so... But when you look at Genesis 1, which of course is Genesis means story of beginnings, um, right after God makes the earth, or right after Yahweh or the Most High, whatever people want to call him, makes the earth, the very next thing it says in verse 11 is, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herbs yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. He makes earth and boom, he automatically puts something in there so that the people who are going to live there can actually be fed. And then when he finally makes the people, then in verse 29, it says, and God said, behold, he was talking to the people he made. I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree and which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for meat." you know? So not only did he create food, but he, he made the ability for that food to self perpetuate inside of that food. You like he put the self perpetuation in there. You know, I know that this is getting too bible for AJ, you know, because he likes not to be oh. bible but, <laughs> but like even, but look, it, even it, for the people who think that this is just literature, right? So or you think that it's folklore or whatever, or it's just a nice story from ancient people, there's still value in it regardless of what you think scripture is. I appreciate that only because when you think, when there's a scripture in Genesis right before the the fall, where it says that God came in the cool of the day as he normally does, right? And so when you think that Adam and, and Eve walked in the garden with the Lord in the cool of the day, right? Probably towards the end of the day, I don't, you know, dusk, whatever you want to call it. What kind of things were they talking about? You know, we we live in a fallen state sometimes, so it, it, it's hard to, to look at these things through that prism. So sometimes when I pray, I'll actually ask the Lord, like what the heck were you and Adam talking about before the fall? Like what kind, you know, and so imagine we we limit it to nonsense like, oh, God told him to name the animals, mm-hmm. which, OK, sure he did. I'm not calling it like it's a foolish task. He gave him to tend the garden. What does tending the garden mean? Mm-hmm. Probably showing him what does what, what's good for food, what's not good for food, what's good for healing. And again, sometimes we just got to demystify some of these things, you know. Not everything, in, in, in my eyes, everything is not redeemable. You know, I know there, there are some folks that think the, the Christians can redeem everything. Everything's not redeemable. That's correct. You know, but I do believe that some things are. And, you know, to Akima's earlier point, if we're walking, being led of the Spirit, you know, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. That's what the scriptures declare. I think that he can lead us into things and show us where there's light. And show and where us where there's, there's and where there's darkness. Absolutely, show us to steer clear. You know where there's darkness. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of reemphasize that that point about Genesis because I think in a pre-fallen state, God could have been showing Adam's Adam's Adam many different things. You know he yeah. he he could have been giving him insight and Eve insight into many different properties of the garden in which they oh. had been placed. Not no just you know not just naming animals, but 
showing them many different things. I mean, I would assume somebody had to cut their leg at some point, right? <laughs> How did they figure that out, right? right? Somebody stubbed their toe. Somebody stepped on a twig, <laughs> right? Uh, or got caught in a thorn bush. Something had to happen like mm-hmm. that. People and, fell ill, and we had to be directed. And again, it is such an opportunity. I, I don't know if we're getting ready to go, but I just wanted to make mention of one other thing, which was... Um, Oh, there was something Eve said. It's okay. I'm forgetting my train of thought. I'm sorry. Well, one thing I wanted to say, which might bring that train of thought back, is that nowadays, now that you have the scientists being able to look at these plants and these this, these produce items and, and, and uh, natural uh, phenomena from, on a, uh, on a uh, uh, molecular level, then, um, you know, it's just amazing. They find chlorophyll. And they find, you know, chemistry and which chemical bonds exist. They find vitamin A and vitamin C and what all of these are supposed to do. But all those things were in those plants from the beginning. And so, yes, like the Book of Enoch talks a lot about, you know, and whether and some people um, don't, you know, don't read. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's okay not to read it. But you know, that's just one example of, of scripture that yeah, 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 or a yeah. book, I should say that was not canonized, at least not recently, but where God is, is, is giving instructions saying, okay, this is what I've made. And this is when the sun comes out and when the moon, you know, things like that. So going back to what we know was canonized, which is Genesis, you know, it's very possible that God could have been had because that, because a whole bunch of years is going by during that time. So God could have been talking about photosynthesis and chlorophyll and what this does for your body, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. The, the, and that, my, thank you, Eva, because that definitely did bring my train of thought back, which which was being a witness with that. You were saying like if people who look at the Bible as literature and they will go in and dig out these sorts of things, you know, they may not be looking to see what the Lord is doing, but they'll go out and bring those tools. And I think about how we're able to bring light. So we talk about the Lord illuminating light and darkness, but how we're able to be that light and to go into these environments with ones, because I think I I won't speak to the church as a whole, because I don't know what's going on around the entire world with the body of Christ. And I won't speak to the entire church that's here in these United States, but I do know that we, I don't think we have the best witness as it relates to being good stewards over our health. And so when you said that earlier, I started thinking about, man, you know, people who are proclaiming the name of the Lord, why are we so jacked up, you know, as a group and as a body if, and I feel like it leaves room for the enemy to almost um, tarnish the ability of the Lord where a lot of the things that are happening are based upon people's choices, decisions, bad stewardship, but what it does because that becomes irrelevant, it becomes then an opportunity for people to be like, well, why y'all so sick? Why are you all so obese? Why are you so this? Why are we in the hospital? Why are we all going out in the same fashion? Is it because the Lord designed us to all transition in the same way? Or have we made some choices and decisions? And something you said earlier um, about the body, um, not the body, you were saying that not everything is redeemable. And Believe it or not, you know, the example that I tend to give to clients, because a lot of the stuff that's happening inside our body, we can't see it. Right. But I give the example of getting a cut on your hand. If you were to cut your hand because you can see that cut bleeding, you'll do a few things. You might go rinse it with some water. If you have some sort of, I don't want to say any name brands, but whatever creams you put onto your cut, you know, although they can sponsor y'all anytime, right? Anytime. <laughs> I guess that's it. We talk about Neosporin, any Neosporin. Of Neosporin, <laughs> you hear me? You can sponsor anytime. You but you know, know what it is. You would clean that cut. You'd put your creams on it. You'd put a Band-Aid on it. Now, your body's going to heal 
either way, you know, even if you get those like paper cuts, oh, that doesn't warrant a bandaid, right? And the body heals. You get something deeper, you support that healing. So it's not about will it heal or won't it heal, but it's like, what are you doing to lend to that? And for them, That's they're cool. like, oh my gosh, because we can, we tend to pay attention to what we can see, but what we can't see tends to be more of a, oh, you know, a mystery, a, yeah. a mystery yeah. and we ignore it yeah. where, when I take care of myself, you know, I go to doctor's appointments and I'll, and I'll share a little bit of my history. I don't know how much time I have, but, you know, I, what sparked this, there were two major life um, events that happened. One was my mother's passing. You know, for those who don't know, my, um, my mother passed away t- a little over 10 years ago. And uh, it, the thing that attacked her body at first was liver disease. And when I think about some of the choices that she made, you know, a lot of it was dictated because she was was working super, super hard and she didn't have this opportunity to be able to focus on herself because life wouldn't let her focus on herself. And then the other thing is when I was in my 20s and I'm now in my mid to late 30s, more mid than late. (laughs) I so, you know, again, over 10 years ago, I was dealing with high blood pressure. I was dealing with high blood pressure and I recall when I went to the doctor at the time, they were like, oh, well, you know, you're African-American, you're predisposed to um, high blood pressure. And so we'll put you on medication. And again, bringing up my mother's death, because, you know, not even a year prior, I watched her fall into a medically induced coma. And so I had no desire or inclination for medication. I was like, well, what else can I do? And it was like, well, you can try to lose the weight, but it was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And so I was like, well, that's what we're going to do. And I went a whole year having high blood pressure, taking no medication. I am not recommending anybody listening to this that you don't take your medication. I'm telling you about my testimony, what I did, because it took a lot of work changing and reevaluating my diet, getting my body moving. Then I was able to go back to the doctor and my high blood pressure had been reversed naturally. And so for me, those were two of the things that kind of got me started on this journey because I realized that. Hmm. If I am a better steward over this vessel, then there's opportunity there. And then the more you study, it's not even so much to be like, oh, I don't need to involve the Lord. It just gives you more. It gives the Lord more to pull from and to bring back to your remembrance, you know, things that you've been reading, studying, learning about this body. And so the Lord will be like, oh, well, remember one and you could do have you considered. And so it's it's just a beautiful thing. It's just it's just amazing. But I wanted to bring that up because I think that this is an area that the body of Christ and I, like I said, limited to the United States, maybe even to the area in which we live in. We could do a better job being a better witness as it relates to the stewardship of our health and what we're doing there. All right, so we're back. So speaking of things that are, and again, we thank Akima just for all of that, that really dope insight. Um, be good stewards of your body. Be be a good steward of your body. I'm, it's things I'm learning, you know, in, in, in middle-aged, I wish I knew when I was a young man um, to be a better steward of my body. Um, but speaking of things that are not restricted in the United States of America, we just wanted to share a couple of stories um, I know, you know, even myself, we we both have the opportunity to uh, direct younger people, you know, 
and uh, it's something that's really been been rocking us um, recently. I know we we both have a couple of stories that we're just going to share with you guys listening. Many times when you when you uh, listen to things on the news or you read things, they sound like they're so far off that it's almost easy for you to ignore it. Right, almost similar to the health thing. Like when you read the epidemics, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, that's 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 not me." So you know, it it is what it is. Um, they're so far off, and so you know, we we both have had a couple of instances recently where the whole this this whole uh, hysteria around deportation has really hit home for for both of us. Um, I know many of you listening know what's going on. You know, ICE is busting into folks' houses and snatching them and doing this, that, and the third. And again, it's one of those things where you read it, oh, you know, Trump's building a wall. That's not, ain't got nothing to do with me. That's all the way, you know, way over there in Mars somewhere, right? That's not nothing to do with me in my little old neighborhood. Well, E, why don't you share, why don't you share, um, you know, your uh, brief story about what, yeah. what, what happened to you recently? Yeah, so I just want to say that um, I just see a really clear parallel, by the way, between what we're about to talk about and what we just finished talking about um, concerning holistic health with Akima. And the, it's, it's the idea of out of sight, out of mind. And I'm saying this to myself as well as to anybody else out there who needs to hear it because I'm not someone who has developed as I should in this area, even though I have all the information I need. So a lot of times when it comes to our health, for those of us who God has blessed tremendously with really good genes, um, just because <laughs> we don't see the manifestation of some of these bad ways, bad stewardship, um, because we're not old yet, because we're still relatively young, because God blessed us with good genes, things like that, doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't consequences taking root in on the cellular level or even on the molecular level or just some, or, or even in, when it comes to tissues and organs, doesn't mean that those things aren't taking root. It just hasn't manifested in a way that is clear to us. And so, and this isn't just uh, in concerning the way, the, the, uh, our physical health, but it also has to do with stress. So Akima mentioned earlier about her mother, and unfortunately my mother passed as well, and I think her cancer actually came from stress, but you know, that's another thing. Um, but you know, the way that we do self-care, is the point and so that doesn't just relate to the things that um, we eat but it also has to do with our rest and the things that we do to make sure that we're we're good so but you know so that just reminds me of of what happened with my student this is another issue as you said which is really out of sight out of mind because we hear on television every day as you mentioned what's going on with immigration and what's going on with the current president and the perspective that he has about those who are here illegally. Um, but the other thing that comes to my mind is people who would say that they are Christians or people that who, who would say that they follow the Bible, regardless of religion, or people who claim to be people of faith, a lot of times have a very uh, a, a graceless, un ungraceful, I don't know what word to use, a very- <laughs> It's disgraceful. Yeah. 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 Very good point. Very disgraceful stance when it comes to human lives regarding this topic. And so for both of us, um, since both of us were born in this country, we really haven't had to, to deal with issues regarding immigration. And so there are a lot of things that we just don't know. So I have a student who I'm in higher education, just like AJ is. 
And I had a student who I consulted with just a few days ago. And before I talked to her about what was going on academically, I just wanted to know how she was doing because that's the way that we function, you know, as practitioners of academic advising. And um, eventually what came out was that her father had just been deported to Mexico. And so her mother's a stay at home is this girl who was a freshman in college and she has two younger brothers and her father was trying to get some papers together, but he didn't do it in time. Um, and ICE came and deported him to Mexico. And on his end, uh, he was not, he could not make enough money to support himself. I mean, literal pesos. He could not make money to support himself in Mexico. So he moved to a country in South America, which I'm refraining to mention just because this is, you know, um, but he moved to a country in South America where his, where his uh, wife's parents were, are. And so now he's working on a farm and he's supporting himself like that. So they FaceTime every day, but I could not, as close as I was to my father, I could not imagine being 18 years old and like a, the strong man who I had around, who, who raised me, who supported our family is suddenly gone. And I have no access to him with the exception of FaceTime. And it's a minimum of 10 years. And during that time, I may or may not ever have the money to go and visit 10 years, you know, she's going to be almost 30 years old by the time uh, she could see her father again in the flesh. So, you know, I think that it's important for people who are conservative when it comes to this topic to just think about the fact that these are real people. Exactly. Regardless of what you think about the father's decision or the many variables that could have kept him from getting his papers together until now, um, regardless of what you think about the whole situation, Regardless of what you think about borders, there is a girl. There are two little sons of of, their, of her parents. There's her mother. There's a family that's been torn apart uh, because of of this type of situation. No, that's a, that's exactly it. I I have a similar story. You know, one of my uh, students recently, you know, came to me and was like, you know, listen, um, I'm gonna have to miss a class. I may have to miss this exam. It actually was coming up on an exam. And they were like, I may have to miss this class. Can I make up the exam? And I'm like, how are you planning a week out to miss the exam? Like, like, what's going on? It was the week before. Oh, well, I got to go to Baltimore and uh, take care of my, you know, for those of you who don't know down, you know, on this end, Baltimore is where um, you go to get green cards and all that stuff done um, in, in this area, in the mid, you know, mid-Atlantic area. That's where you have to go. And they were like, like pretty much when all this stuff started to go down, they started to, you know, keep an eye out on what's going on. And when they realized it was getting hot and heavy, they were like, all right, look, I'm going to get this taken care of. Like right now, again, similar situation. This is someone in college. Um, now, they themselves are the person who has to get this stuff in order. Um, but it like you could literally see like the terror in, in their face, like like the, the literal like I'm going to do this. Like, I don't care what's going on. If I fail the test, like I don't care. This is going to happen, and I was kind of like, "Okay, all right, you know, we'll 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 make some special arrangements for you to retake." And they ended up getting it done, but you know, just talking to them just for a few minutes, it wasn't even like it was a three-hour conversation. This was just a very short conversation. You 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 could hear the, I don't you know, like I said, terror, but you like it was like pressing. This was a pressing matter. Um, and again, you know, just to just to your point, he's like, these are real. These are real people. 
And you know, one of the things that I found, not just about this issue, but a lot of issues that are like this, I found that people in general, you know, specifically those listening who might be believers, you know, who claim the name of the Most High, and they're they're conservative in in their view on this particular topic. I lump them into this statement that I'm about to make, and which is, people want mercy. Everybody wants mercy, but nobody's willing to give mercy. When it's when it's your time for whatever your issue is, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's a health issue, right? Whether it's an immigration issue, no matter what it is, you want mercy, right? When it's time for them to hand out pink slips to lay people off at work, you want mercy. You say, I hope it's not me because I, I want mercy. But when it's someone else's time, we're never willing to give mercy. That's what I found. So, you know, to, to your point, this young lady's family is ripped apart. And I guarantee you, you'll have people that will stand on the letter of some law saying, well, you do the crime, you're going to have to do the time. Okay, that's fine. But when it's your time, I want you to keep that same energy. When it's your time and when it's an issue that affects you personally, I want you to keep that same energy. You know, I, I had a discussion with a, a, a younger guy. This is a couple of years ago when this stuff really started to pop off. And they were talking about, yeah, you know, they, they got to follow the rules and this, that, and the third. Young guy, he was in his 20s. And at that point, you know, I had two children. Didn't have three yet. I still had two. But I said, I said, you know, man, do you have any kids? He's like, no, nah, I don't have no children yet. I said, man, let me, let me explain something to you. I was like, when when you have children, there's very little that can be done to stop you from caring for those children. Now, un, un, unless you willfully abdicate it yourself, but mm-hmm. if you're someone who chooses to care for your children, I said, I'm I was like, I'm looking him dead in his face. I said, I'm I'm a father, and I said, if if I'm in Mexico and you're telling me 50 miles that way, just 50 miles right there. Is a better opportunity. You can have a better, you know, expose your children to way more things. They can have a better life. I said, man, there is nothing you're gonna do to stop me from trying to get over there. He's like, oh, the law. Like, you can keep the rules. I was like, you can shove the rules because when them kids' belly is growling tomorrow night, they're not calling you. So miss me with your rules again. This is where I'm, my, my my point in going into is, you know, not willing to give mercy, but we're looking for mercy, you know. Everybody wants mercy. When, when when that bill collector calls you, you want mercy. Capital One, give me mercy. <laughs> By the way, Capital One could sponsor us anytime. Yeah. Right? But we want mercy. But when it's when it's someone else's opposite, you know, our our point in bringing this up, folks, this actually was not even one of our planned topics. We were just talking about this in pre-pro and just felt it was so pertinent to just mention this that we just like, you know what, let's just throw this at the end of the show. So, I mean, we, you know, this is something that has, you know, affected both of us personally, you know, two people that we personally know and have interacted with where this particular situation has really impacted their lives. And so, you know, we're not here to advocate for any kind of political ideology or any political agenda. What we are here to say is have a heart to give mercy, even though it's not your issue. It's not something that's affecting you personally. Just have a mindset to... um, want to want to give mercy so and you're making a good larger point as well which is everybody has something like if you're a conservative person and i'm conservative in a lot of areas and i think everybody in this in this particular episode is in some area 
Right. If you're a conservative person, do you have it right in every single area of your life? Like, uh, is and even if you do, even if you have your multiple streams of income and your diversified portfolio and you take care of your body and and your I'm about um, that multiple streams of income. Sorry, it's got a little twinkle on the side of my eye when you said that. And your profession is on point and your house is paid off. You didn't take out student loans. You married the right person. And everything is right. Anything can happen to you where there will be a need. Mm -hmm. If you have generational wealth, no no matter how tight everything is in your life and all the the I's are dotted and the T's crossed, there is some area of your life because this is the way things happen. Even David Rockefeller, you know, he kept on getting uh, heart transplant after heart transplant. You know, where do you think transplants come from? There's somebody else has to contribute that, um, usually as a result of something fatal. So the point is that a need will pop up. No, and we're not talking about whether it's right or wrong that people are coming here, quote unquote, illegally. That's another subject for another day. That is not even the point. The question is, um, if you claim to follow a God, you know, does he, does your mercy toward people who are in current need and the things that they've done out of desperation, does that match the God that you claim to serve? Right. And I think that's just the, you know, that's the detriment of looking at the letter of the law because every situation is different. Do I think some people need to be deported? Yeah, I do. If, if, if you was, you know, escaping a drug deal because that went bad and you like, I'm gonna run to America, you might need to get deported. You know, but if you're but if you're fleeing violence, right? Or if you're you know if if you're fleeing persecution, you're 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 gonna do anything that you can do to get safe, right? So every situation is not the same. You know, yeah. there are twenty different ways you can break a vase. You know, we all been kids, right? Who broke that vase in the living room? It's twenty different ways that could be broken. The punishment can't be handed out the same in every single case. So again, people just have a have a have a desire to to want to give mercy, you know, when the when the situation is not your own. But we did want to before we wrap um Akima, please tell people how they can reach you, you know, how if they were looking for more information, um if they desire to, you know, get more insight in into holistic medicine or if they just want to just maybe toss some questions your way about some different things they have been thinking about. What are what are some ways people can reach out to you? Absolutely. So we're going to scratch soon to be Dr. B, because that's not my <laughs> business name. I actually have an official business that I run that's called Princess Akima. In short, um, Akima means princess. And so it was just a term of endearment that a lot of family members used growing up and just messed it with my first name. But I am on every social media platform from Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Princess Akima, and that's A K E E M A, Princess Akima. You can also go to my website at www.princessakima.com. You can also feel free to email me at info at princessakima.com. And I'm just going to put my business phone number out there because I'm down for conversations. I know in this day and age, we want to hide behind screens and text and type, but you can feel free to call me at 240 855 0266. 
One last plug I want to make is to the Washington Institute of Natural Medicine, where I also work as a practitioner, where we accept um, flex spending accounts. So please don't let money be a deterrent. Let's have the conversation and let's get the conversation started, because one of the things that I'm realizing is that when you help one person, you're going to affect generations that are to come. And so when one, you know, parent makes a decision, their children are going to be impacting their grandchildren. So let's get the conversation started and, you know. Yeah, I'll leave it there. And Akima, would you say that you are here uh, for people who have already had some sort of medical event or emergency or someone who is in good health? What, 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 what would you say about the types of clients that you're looking to talk to? Absolutely. That's a good question, Eva. I'm here for both. I will tell you primarily people, you know, because we're motivated by pain, illness and disease. And so that will get people in the door. And that's not a bad thing. Again, the, the body wants to heal. It's just what does the Lord want to do? But your natural body wants to heal. There's a, and I'm not going to go deep because I know we're probably trying to wrap up, but you know, your body has a process called homeostasis, which means it's constantly, we're sitting here, we're having this conversation, your body's looking to balance it. And so it could be for anyone. It can be for those who want to maintain themselves at the wellness line or to get above it, or those who may find themselves a little bit below the wellness line. You know, if you have some sort of diagnosis you've received, and I'll refer you another practitioner, because one thing I don't do is hoard people unto myself. I know what my um, gifts are that I give and freely share, and I also understand my limitations and will refer out as needed to some more advanced practitioners. So yeah, it's, it's both, but primarily it tends to be people who have some sort of present illness, disease, or diagnosis that's shown up. Cool. Well, we are we're so thankful, Akima, that you chose to you know give us some of your time. Even though I probably could have punched you in getting some time, but you know I'm still appreciative <laughs> that you gave us some time. Um, and so you know, no, no matter what we're talking about, you know, whether it's deportation or our personal health, um, mm-hmm. we always work to keep God in the mix. So we do thank everybody for rocking with us. Please holler at Akima. She's a wealth of knowledge as it pertains to being a good steward of your body. Um, and like I said, she's even taught this old man a couple of new tricks. So, um, again, we thank y'all for rocking with the squad. And um, as always, we keep our father in the mizix. For Kima and Eve, this is AJ saying peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading.